From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, says the Lord of hosts. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 23 and Psalm 24 are on page 368. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall feed me in a green pasture, and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort. He shall convert my soul, and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou shalt prepare a table before me in the presence of them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full. Surely thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The earth is the Lord's and all that therein is, the compass of the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall rise up in his holy place? Even he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, and that hath not lift up his mind unto vanity, nor sworn to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him even of them that seek thy face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord, strong and mighty, 
even the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? Even the Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the sixth chapter of the book of Proverbs. A worthless, a worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. mouth. He winks with his eyes, he shuffles his feet, he points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart, he devises evil continually, he sows discord. Therefore his calamity shall come suddenly, suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the fifth chapter of Ephesians. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which is not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. It's kind of instructive going through Ephesians in a parallel with Proverbs to observe that, that both are giving somewhat similar behavioral prescriptions, but Ephesians is really highlighting the, 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 the sort of foundation or perspective from which the New Testament gives them, and sort of this contrast between the Torah of the Old Testament, which was the law written 
in stone and principles that came out of that. And then the New Testament where the word is made flesh. And then also that by virtue of our baptism, the word is actually dwelling within us so that so that what we're living out is is a organic reality of our lives. So so that's that that's kind of the, the, the essential contrast. Proverbs is saying here, here are these prescriptions the Torah tells us to live by. Here is wisdom, live by them. And um, the failure of the old covenant is that nobody was really able to do that. You know, they're, they're great prescriptions. It's the essential problem of the human condition is you've got these, here's, here's the perfect will of God, now do it. And Israel is a, an experiment. Old covenant Israel is an experiment in human nature that shows the end of result of that is the nation's in exile because they couldn't be faithful to it. And so in the New Testament, Christ fulfills the covenant for Israel and then uh, dies for our sins and rises and sends the Spirit. And now through the baptismal gift of the Spirit, uh, uh, the covenant is no longer an external thing to us, but it's an internal principle of our lives. So again, today, that word, therefore, you know, what Christ has done in, in dying and uniting Jew and Gentile and giving us life, raising us from the dead. Now the, the, the things we're supposed to do are just the natural outgrowth of this life that's within us. And, and so when he talks about you know, fornication, and it's interesting the word uncleanness, which comes up in the New Testament epistles quite a bit, because in the Old Testament, being clean was a phenomenon of ritual uncleanness. That is, if you did certain things in your body, you became unclean and you couldn't go to the temple for worship and you couldn't you know, so lepers, as we know from our teaching on that regularly, is were unclean. They, they, they were outside the community when they approached them, but they had to say, I'm unclean, don't touch me. And, and then, you know, touching a dead body made you unclean, which is a truth that informs, for example, the parable of the good, or the story of the Good Samaritan, where the priest and Levite, in part, walk on the other side of the road because if they touched a dead body, they wouldn't have been able to fill their, their duties in the temple. In the epistles of the New Testament, when St. Paul says, all uncleanness or covetousness, let it I be named among you, he really is moving it much more towards an inner motive to, to that which is not uh, pure in intention. And, um, and so the cleanness now is an internal cleanness. Christ has cleansed us from sin. And that cleansing is manifest in a purification of our motives outwardly. And so now it, it makes the point here uh, very clearly, like in verse five, that no fornicator, unclean person, covetous man who's an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. That is that that this though this is a life within us that's growing, it must be manifested in a changed way. In other words, the evidence that that life is within us is that this life, this is happening. We're not practicing these things. Um, it's not just our behavior, though, on a, on a natural plane, our efforts to do that, but that this life within us as we live this life for prayer, as we live in the community of faith, the natural outgrowth of that is that we live in a different way. And he, he ends up with the, with the image of light. You're once darkness, now you're light. That's very much a new creation imagery because remember from Genesis, um, you know, that darkness was on the face of the deep and the light shone in the darkness. 
And so St. Paul uses image about Christ, that Christ is the light that shines in the darkness. And when we come to Christ, we are brought out of the darkness because all this other kind of behavior. And this is where uh, there's a real connection with Proverbs, because Proverbs, the, 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 the fool who lacks wisdom doesn't understand the larger implications of what he does. And now the light of Christ and we're living in darkness. We're not aware of the long term implications of we're just thinking in the moment what we're, how we're going to do to survive. How are we going to get what we want right now? living on a kind of an animal level, but when the light of Christ comes in to, into our lives and we see the long-term implications and the gift of life, all of a sudden in the light of Christ, our behavior takes on a whole new um, trajectory and we have a wisdom, oh, I see why I don't want to do these things because they provide something very short-term that the long term just gives me guilt and shame and fear and returns me to the scene of, of Genesis. So, um, again, the, the point is we're living out an interior reality of life. And and that's the exhortation here. It's not it, it, the, the closing exhortation is significant because it's not just you better behave this way, but it's awake you who sleep. If you're still sleepwalking, you're still in the darkness, you don't get awake, come to wake up, see the light of Christ, and when you see the light of Christ, your behavior will be transformed by that light that has come into your life that now dwells in your heart by faith. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thy un unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, 
but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee.